Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello, 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 and welcome, everybody. I am, boy, I am just fired up today. I got to tell you, there is a lot to talk about. And, uh, you know, we are we are working to be like Rush was, right? So we talk a lot about being uh, someone who, we're, we're people here. We look up to what Rush did. We aspire to be one one hundredth of as good as Rush Limbaugh was. And to that extent, we are working to become show prep for the rest of the media. And I found it interesting that uh, the media is and has been picking up on the work we've been doing on the train stuff. I started tweeting and putting out there that we need to look at uh, DeWine and his role in this. DeWine, the crooked governor of Ohio, who was the first Republican to sell out on lockdowns on COVID and uh, who has been nothing but a, a piece of garbage. Uh, for for several days now, and and people are starting to realize, oh wait, maybe we should talk about Dewine. Now that's not to say that butt gig isn't part of the problem. Butt gig is absolutely a huge part of the problem, but it's an interesting thing because we have Republicans who are trying to protect this Rhino Dewine uh, when they should have been uh, helping us to get him out of office here a few months back, but they wouldn't because Dewine has a stranglehold on the Ohio Republican Party. And his, uh, he's he's an old school rhino. I would say DeWine is the Mitch McConnell of Ohio. We just can't seem to get rid of him. But anyways, uh, DeWine is absolutely culpable in this, just like Butt Gig. Uh, Butt Gig is, you know, I mean, he's not worried about safety or security. But I want to tie all this together because there's been a lot more coming out and we've done a lot more research and uh, really having some time to get here. And remember, we're talking about the single greatest ecological disaster that I could point to in any, at least the last half century, if not more. I mean, we're talking about a disaster second to none. And there's so many angles that are not being explored. You know, is this a chemical weapons attack? By the way, I think we had another derailment up in Detroit. Uh, I, I know, I know, folks. It's hard to tell whether there are toxic chemicals that were spilled from that or that's just Detroit. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Detroit's actually, they're trying to rebound, but unfortunately it's a Democrat hellhole in a Democrat state and uh, their elections are completely irrelevant at this point. They just appoint different uh, different Democrats that steal the election so that they can make it a, a D state and that city, despite it, uh, the best efforts to help it recover, is still struggling. But anyways, uh, you know, we've seen train derailments there. We're seeing uh, another toxic chemical issue, uh, with, I think it was a truck down in Arizona. We're seeing all these giant toxic waste issues. It's almost like chemical attacks, except for they aren't bombs from airplanes. They're soft targets. Does anybody remember in or around 9-11? Yeah, we passed the Patriot Act, and there was all this talk about, oh, no, the soft targets in America. We're very worried about the soft targets, the water supply, uh, the trains, and this. You remember everybody talking about that? How many soft targets have to coincidentally go down? Isn't the uh, the train derailments and this chemical weapon, or I'm sorry, is it chemical weapon? 
the slip of the tongue, uh, the, the chemical spills and all these things. Doesn't this kind of strike you as peculiar in light of the, the random and uh, absurd number of food processing fires that we've had? I mean, it's almost like the, you know, we're seeing these these things happen on a larger scale. I mean, I would almost go so far as to say that it looks like these these various things that would have after 9-11 been called soft targets. Uh, they're, they're coincidentally, many of them seem to be going up in flames. I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist here, folks. I'm just asking a question. A question that our, you know, our our illustrious leader, President Poopy Pants Joe Biden, doesn't seem to be looking into. I'm curious why. I think the FBI is too busy investigating Catholic churches to decide whether or not there's any sort of terrorist plot going on here. Uh, but it's just, it's very coincidental that we have thing after thing after thing happening. Well, whether or not that's coincidental or or otherwise, I don't know. And I don't have evidence to suggest that this is a planned thing, other than the fact that it just keeps happening. Now, the food supply stuff, we do have some evidence on because uh, Dr. Huff, my friend Andrew, he's got he's had some real interesting information on that. And we'll get into that another day. But uh, in terms of the, the constant chemical bombs that are going off in this country. We don't really have evidence that there's any coordination on that or that it's anything more than just a really string, bad string of luck. But it is happening, right? Well, I think that's one angle. Um, I think one, that we need to look at this. I think another angle that we have to hit this from is in terms of the responsibility, right? So, it's amazing anytime something like this happens, the Democrats and the Republicans all want to blame each other when the reality is, is that the Uniparty is probably equally to blame. And I don't think there's a better example of this than this instance. So EPA had a, a on-site coordinator, you know, very, very shortly after this disastrous uh, derailment and, you know, this huge chemical spill. Meanwhile, the train track, the train people, they want to get their tracks opened up. They don't care about the environment. They don't care about anything. So the train people have a lot of, uh, a lot of influence and they're pushing whoever to get this handled as quickly as possible. Um, but the local firemen are not the guys who burnt this. They don't have the authority to do that. There's no way on this planet that that happens. And so the question is who ordered that they light this stuff on fire? which has got to be one of the stupidest things I've heard in history. Well, we can't seem to get a straight answer on that. No one seems to be doing that. Now, we're seeing now indications, and, and you know, when first this happens, all the Republicans, where's Butt Gig? And, yeah, folks, I know his real name is not Butt Gig, but I'm, I, you know, I have a heck of a time pronouncing it, and I like, I think Butt Gig is a pretty good name for him. So we're just going with Butt Gig. But, uh, you know, everybody wanted to blame Buttgig, and Buttgig absolutely shoulders a substantial amount of the blame. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. But for right now, the, th the issue I have is none of the Republicans talked about Mike DeWine. Well, the, the state of Ohio, the EPA is broken down into state and federal, right? I mean, there's, there, we have a state EPA here that oversees different issues. And whoever came in to see that was probably from the state EPA. 
right? The state EPA, and, and I'm not going to get into the legal of how that's structured and how it works, but you know, if this if this was if this burn was done, ultimately, I would say DeWine is going to be pretty culpable in it. And it appears, based on uh, an interview that occurred on with Bannon uh, on the on the fifteenth, that uh, well, Dewine may be the guy who ordered the burn. Now, Dewine is is tied in with the globalists and the Clintons and the WEF and everything else as anyone can be. To suggest that that Dewine is any sort of a Republican is absolutely absurd. Only in name. He literally embodies Rhino. I, I don't think I could find someone who embodies Rhino more than Mike DeWine. I, I think it might even be more than Mitch McConnell. ED leader of the Senate, by the way. Uh, you know, DeWine, you know, we, we need to come up with a name for him. He's he's part of the Munchkin crowd. I think, you know, Munchkin land, uh, yeah, Wizard of Oz folks. Yeah, I think he's he's part of the, the leader of the Lollipop Kids. Remember the, the Lollipop Guild? from Munchkin Land and the Wizard of Oz. I can picture Mike DeWine dancing around and, and singing uh, about the Lollipop Guild. I think he would have fit in well. He's about four foot tall. I'm, I'm sorry, folks. I should be better than this. And I just upset somebody because I called Mike DeWine four foot tall, but he's really four foot six. Anyways, um, DeWine absolutely would have been involved in this. I mean, you don't burn a million pounds of a toxic chemical without getting okay from your bosses. And, you know, I, I can't even believe that this EPA coordinator would have on site made that decision without calling someone saying, hey, what do you want to do here? Yeah, DeWine is the kind of guy who we see in Ohio. I mean, he's selling out to every special interest you can, whether it's big pharma yeah, apparently big trains, anyone else, you know, I mean, now he doesn't do much for the small businesses. He was ecstatic to shut Ohio down and let all the small and mid-sized businesses burn. Yet for some reason, the Ohio Chamber of Commerce, which is one of the most influential lobbying groups in Ohio, continually supports this guy. Uh, you know, they don't care that their membership's getting destroyed. Uh, they, they seem to only be concerned about the the biggest of the big and the small and mid-sized businesses well it's irrelevant but you know dewine uh like i said he's a he's a a big money big leftist rhino sellout and uh at the end of the day whether he specifically ordered it himself uh i doubt we'll ever hear they'll they'll come up with some sort of a plausible deniability and you know, they'll hang out some low-level worker to dry. And there'll be some on-site EPA coordinator that did this. He'll be hung out to dry, which means he'll get sh uh, ripped apart in the media, probably reassigned to a different different government post and you know, then get promoted. Um, but I do think that we really need to look at DeWine's involvement. What did he do? What did he know? When did he know this? Why didn't he talk about this right away? Why was there why was there such a cover-up? And there was a cover-up, folks. I'm in Ohio. This is huge news. I live here. This is huge global news. Nothing big happens in Ohio like this very often. So when something like this happens in Ohio, everybody can't wait to cover it because there's not much happening here. So the way that this was covered up and kind of whispered about, but not really said, it all stinks of a cover-up. And uh, 
you, you can tell when both parties are involved in a cover-up. When it's a uniparty cover-up, you can tell because they're ex, there's just an excessive amount of quietness. There's an excessive amount of silence. But uh, that's what I think is going on here. I think that you have uh, a lot of culpability on DeWine's part. There's a rush to jump on butt gig, and he, he certainly bears part of it. But uh, I don't think DeWine is any more innocent than butt gig was. And let me explain the butt gig part about this, right? Uh, the butt gig part is critical, right? So we've got, uh, and, and to our credit, we got J.D. Vance, who we, I'm glad we elected here in Ohio. He seems to be a good guy. Uh, you know, I'm hoping he does what we, we want him to do. And uh, Marco Rubio, who, you know, Rubio does a pretty good job down in Florida. I like Rubio. Um, you know, those guys are, are asking uh, butt gig to explain what's going on with this uh, this mess, right? Well, here's the thing, though. They're shifting blame to butt gig, but i got to be honest with you. I think that this is as much DeWine as butt gig. That said, though, butt gig certainly does have something to say about this and something to answer for, right? You guys may recall last year that, uh, you know, there was, there was a, a railroad strike that was going to occur. You know, these workers were, were ready to go and they're ready to strike. And then at the last minute, Congress passed. Congress passed. Now, it was the Democrat Congress, you know, the one that loves the unions. And then Biden signed. Biden, the Democrat, who's supposed to be pro-union, pro-worker, passed uh, legislation to block that strike because it's it's essential, right? So what happened is a big part of that strike was that a lot of the railroad workers they were being drugged through the through the knothole. They they just they were pushing more and more hours. Uh, they they wouldn't give these. Do you know that the railroad workers don't get paid sick leave? They they aren't even allowed to call off if they're sick and they call off. They may get fired. It's terrible. It's terrible. I don't. I, I, they either have the worst union on the planet, or I don't know what's going on. But it's terrible. So Biden wouldn't let these guys a strike. Strike. Now these guys have been saying, you know, it's not safe. They keep firing more workers. They're asking us to work longer shifts. They're asking us to do more, and uh, you know we can't even strike. We have no. We have no authority. We have no ability to to negotiate. And Biden, who's supposed to be representing the working man. Ha ha ha! Uh, wouldn't let them do that. Biden and Buttigieg have have allowed the railroads to just destroy their workers. They abuse these guys, and they keep putting more uh, computerized railroads in. They keep asking the guys that work there to work more hours. It's it's a brutal thing. So basically, a lot of the railroad activists, workers, whatever, have been out there saying, "Listen." We're very, very concerned about the safety. We're, we're concerned about all these issues. We're concerned about all the problems that that are going to happen in the railways if we don't do something about this. They didn't do anything about it. Butt gig and Biden don't care. They don't care about the workers. They don't care whether these guys get paid sick leave. They don't care about anything other than that. Now, I will tell you, that uh, three of the major railroad uh, carriers 
have have announced uh, they all announced record breaking profits in 2020. So I don't think they're losing money. I mean, we're seeing we're seeing massive amount of money from these guys. But guess who owns them? By the way, they're all owned by Vanguard and Rockwell, uh, BlackRock. I mean, different, just big Democrat donors. So, anyways, this is really shady. We need to be looking into this, and we need to assign blame where it's due, which is all around the Uniparty is to blame here. And why aren't we backing our workers? Unbelievable, folks. It's unbelievable, but. Uh, we're getting to the truth here and we're going to hold these people accountable one way or another. Uh, we need to to hold ourselves to a high standard as well, particularly if we're getting sick and uh, keep, keep our families from having to deal with these horrible, horrible colds that are going around. It's cold and flu season. That does happen. And we do that by getting ourselves the Genesis HOCL. You get one of these, it atomizes the solution it puts it in the air and it kills any germs in there. So you don't spread your germs from one person to the next. It's a great product. I use it. And if you use the out loud code at checkout, you get a discount. So get yourself an, a Genesis HOCL get, or click on the banner ad and use out loud code at discount and stick with us. And we'll be right back. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Welcome back, everybody. So, you know, one of the things that I talk about pretty frequently is fear. And fear is the enemy of freedom. And yeah, fear is manifested in many ways. And one of the things that I think is critical is the interplay between speech and fear. And this is something that's happening. It really ties in with the law and kind of this broader, more philosophical uh, approach to, to analyzing what's happening. So I've got some stories that are going to seem kind of uh, varied. And I'm going to talk about them, but I want to tie them all in with uh, fear and free speech. 
So the first one is Joe Biden. Now, I don't think there's a whole lot of question about Biden's uh, past being filled with all sorts of uh, racially charged garbage. But, uh, you know, as his senility continues, he keeps slipping up and saying things that are terrible. And, uh, I don't know, on some levels it's funny, some levels it's sad, but it's Joe Biden, right? Well, Biden, the other day, was giving a speech, and uh, in it he called this guy. So Maryland's governor right now is the first black man to be a governor of Maryland. Okay, so... I guess kudos to him because apparently the color of your skin really matters. Uh, I would say that it's nice that we have a a good governor or a bad governor, but uh, yeah, of course, in our country and if you, especially and for purposes of this story, the fact that he's black is apparently relevant, right? It would, the story wouldn't be important otherwise. Well, reported in the Washington Times, President Joe Biden on Wednesday used the term boy while referring to Wes Moore, Maryland's first black governor, in a speech about the economy. Okay. Let me, let me uh, give you the quote. Okay, the quote was, you got a hell of a new governor in Wes Moore. He's the real deal, and the boy looks like he can still play. Uh, he's got some guns on him. And Wes Moore, I, I guess, used to play football. And I think Biden was talking about, you know, I mean, talking about the guy still built or in good shape or something like that. I don't know if he is. And I don't really know anything about Westmore. I mean, if Biden likes him, he's probably terrible. Uh, but but I want to talk about this. Right. So the the Washington Times writes a story and they go on to say using the word boy to describe a black man is often viewed as a racial slur. And they go on to explain why and to talk about that. And later, they point out, in 2008, then-Rep Jeff Davis, Kentucky Republican, apologized for using the word boy to describe a presidential candidate, Barack Obama, at a fundraiser. His quote was, I'm going to tell you something, that boy's finger does not need to be on the button, said Davis at the time. And uh, he later apologized for his poor, regrettable choice of words and said, quote, I offer my sincere apology to you and ask for your forgiveness. Okay, so this is this is an important story, but not for the reason that it's there. This was a gotcha story on Joe Biden. And I'm going to do something that I don't typically do, but I am intellectually honest. I always try to be honest about things. Well, Joe Biden is the most crooked piece of crap on the planet. I will tell you that I do not care one bit that Joe Biden said that. I do not believe that when Joe Biden said, you got a hell of a new governor in Westmore, he's the real deal and the boy looks like he can still play. I don't think that that was racist. I don't think it was demeaning. I think it was just an old man calling a guy younger. Boy, I don't think he thought about it as a black or white thing. I wouldn't have thought about it. Had you had I read that quote and someone hadn't told me I should think about the color of the guy's skin who got called boy, I would never have thought about it. The word boy does not describe the color of your skin. The word boy discovers the fact that you have male genitalia, right? Or at least it used to. 
uh, this isn't racist. Now, the problem is, is that the Democrats, you know, we're playing gotcha on this, right? Because the Democrats, you know, they they bring up this uh, Jeff Davis who had to apologize because he said the word boy about Barack Obama. And his quote was equally innocuous. The quote that, that they gave from this jet, why would he have written? I have no idea why this guy would have written an apology letter to Obama. Someone has said, oh, you called him boy. I just said, so what? What, what is he not? Did you, I didn't, I didn't say it about Michelle. That might be controversial. What? Okay. I'm sorry. I should be better than that folks. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. Um, just conspiracy theory stuff, but you know, what is this? And I, I'm, I appreciate the Washington times digging this up and doing this because I, and I like that, you know, I, uh, Years ago, I met the guy that was running the Washington Times. I'm okay. I seem like he's an okay guy. I don't really know him. But uh, what, what is this, right? I mean, what, what is this? Uh, the boy looks like he can still play. Well, good. That means the guy looks good. He's complimenting him. He wasn't saying saying something derogatory. There was nothing derogatory about that any more than there was anything derogatory when they say I don't that boy doesn't uh, does not need to be on the button. Obama looked like he was twelve when he started, much like everybody else. By the time he left the White House, he looked like he aged ninety years. Uh, that's why I don't know if I could ever be president, folks. Uh, I already look like I'm ninety years old. I would have if I by the time I left the White House, I'd be dead or look dead. I'm joking. Uh, but anyways, I don't know. You know, I just can't get on, I can't get on board with this. I'm okay with calling out the hypocrisy. I think it's garbage. But this goes to what I was talking about the with this whole fear-based free speech issue. You got to watch everything you say because you might offend somebody. Why? I don't care. Every day I get on this show and I offend well, lots of people. I don't care. You don't have a right to not be offended. I don't care if you like that I call you whatever I call you. That wasn't, I don't believe that Joe Biden was calling uh, Governor Westmore boy in a racist sense. I don't think there was any hidden bias, even though even though if anybody probably has a, a racist history, it's it's Biden. Uh, but I don't think that that's what it is. I, I think that this was just an innocuous statement, and I don't think that we need to be playing into that. Now, honestly, I don't, I just don't think that I, I wouldn't care who said what. I didn't care about what Jeff Davis said, and I don't care. I just don't care about this. And if you're offended by that, well, you know what? You don't have enough to think about. The world's on fire. East Palestine's on fire. Uh, Arizona. Detroit, eh, we're under attack everywhere, right? All the food process. There, there's a lot of fires. We have real issues to deal with. You being offended by the word boy doesn't qualify. I just don't care. But, 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 if Joe Biden wants to not be a hypocrite, he should issue an apology letter to, to uh, Governor Westmore. I think he should absolutely do that. Okay, so we're moving on, right? We can't use the word boy. Boy is offensive, apparently, to someone. And so we can't say it. Now, who was offended by the word boy? 
a bunch of oversensitive leftist loons. That's who. Are any normal people offended by that word? No. Or maybe. Let's talk to the next story, right? Headline. DeSantis reveals shocking porn books being removed from Florida schools. Okay, folks, I'm going to just warn you right now. Uh, there's no way for me to talk about this that's not horrific. What What's going on in these schools is sick beyond words, right? But it's critical that we address it. And we're adults here, and we need to address what's happening. Now, we have a news story about the word boy, which is terribly offensive. The word boy is offensive, and so we need to write apology notes and refrain from using the word boy. Meanwhile, Ron DeSantis passed a bill that was called the Don't Say Gay Bill. It had nothing to do with being gay. What it had to do with was with grooming children. He was excoriated for doing this. He wanted to burn books. He was a book burner, right? Now, we're going to remember, we can't say boy. Boy's offensive, right? We can't say the word boy. Allow me to read a, a couple excerpts that you can see in this story from uh, uh, school books found in, in schools, right? So this book, the recommended age is tweens and teens. And here's an excerpt from the glossary, right? Uh, this glossary includes, uh, to define, a definition for, uh, quote, rimming. Definition is licking the bottom. Uh, quote, scat means eating poop. Uh, they've got on their... Uh, Scissor Sisters, which is cut off. I don't really even know what that means, and I'm not even going to try it. They also have strap-on following that, right? This is a book for tweens, teens in uh, in Florida, right? In, in the school system. Then we have in here, and I'm not going to... Uh, and I can't even read this to you. I, I can't. I have too much respect for Malcolm and this network to read this. But here's a page from a school book where they define blowies. Uh, you can, you're going to have to look it up, folks. I, I just, I don't feel comfortable. I, I'm looking at this, right? I'm looking at this right now because it's in my stack. And this is how I make sure that I'm accurate when I'm talking about this. The the discussion, the the the. What's written, written here? I can't say on air to adults. I don't feel like I can, I don't feel like I can in good consciousness. Re and listen, I say all sorts of things that are off color. I mean, I, I labeled McConnell the ED leader of the Senate. I don't have a problem pushing the bounds. This, I can't read this. I mean, this is, this is, letting a something, something, something in your mouth is a safe, uh, safe way of doing something. I, I, it's just no way I, I can't, can't do it folks. Um, 
I mean, I look at the next page. Uh, they're talking about sex apps in a book for tweens and teens. Uh, you should look up genderqueer. That's the title of a book, by the way, right? Genderqueer. Uh, you should look that up. I'm not going to read to you what's in there. I can't. I can't. It's too vulgar for radio. Think about that. It's okay for children, but not for radio. This is so amazing. This is so bad. You can you cannot say we have guys that have to apologize for using the word boy, right? They have to apologize for that. Uh, they have to apologize for uh, another book, perfectly normal, right? Perfectly normal, where they talk explicitly about different types of sex explicitly about things like uh, self-gratification and all sorts of other things. These aren't things that are being discussed in a college textbook on some weird thing. These are things that are being talked about in just in books for children. And you should see the graphics, the images. I don't care what you do as an adult. You want to be into that stuff? Well, that's between you and... But we can't say the word boy without apologizing because someone might be offended. But you can tell my kindergartner graphically about sex acts and that they should go home and do this to themselves or do that to themselves? That's okay. These books are targeted towards children. If you look at them, if you look at the content of them, it is shocking beyond words. Now, if you speak out, you get called, don't say gay. You get called transphobic or homophobic or whatever phobic. So people are afraid to speak out. Just like if you say the word boy, well, then, you know, th that's okay. But you see, here's the thing. They want to censor the word boy but call you phobic if you've got an issue with teaching kindergartners perverse sex acts. And I'm sorry, but if you're talking about sex in relation to children, you are a sick monster. You don't need to teach a prepubescent child about any of this at all. There are, I mean, listen, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the stuff that uh, DeSantis is pulling out of these schools, I wouldn't let my, I wouldn't want to look at it myself, right? Pictures, drawings of, of sex acts, pictures, drawings, graphic descriptions of what you do, how you do it exactly with nothing left to the imagination. Why would you teach that to a prepubescent child? Children are not sexual at birth. They don't become uh, they don't become sexual till after puberty. They're just kids. Why do we want to destroy their childhood? Why don't we want kids to be kids? What about innocence? Shouldn't there be some innocence? What in God's name are we doing? But who's speaking out about this? 
Everybody's scared. All the politicians are scared to talk about this. It's just like they apologize for saying the word boy. But they can't say, well, we don't want porn in the schools. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I can say that, and I do say that, and I say a lot of other things, and I need your help fighting this stuff. I need you to go to TomRens.com, and I need you to support me and my sponsors. We need help on the Give, Send, Go. We need to help on the Substack. Please subscribe and share. We need to stay in contact with you. Follow us on social media. And we need you to support our sponsors. If you want gold, go to Andrew Sorcini at bh-pm.com. I know the guy. Like We, we actually chat. He's a great guy. Not high pressure. He's not going to push you. Um, but if you buy him, you're supporting my fight. If you buy, if, if you support Eric Naputi, you're supporting my fight. If you're supporting my pillow and you tell him Ren sent you, if you tell him Ren sent you to any of these, you're supporting my fight. I need your help and I need your support. I can't fight this fight without support. I give away most of my time as a lawyer, uh, but I need I can't give away other lawyers and I need a thousand more of them. So please help us, support us, share our website, share our social media, get out there, and we'll be right back after this. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. A wide spectrum of programming from world and political news to societal, your health, and cultural stories. Seven amazing years of news stories, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. Okay, welcome back, folks. You know, uh, the word boy is absolutely unacceptable and needs to be censored from the English language. But, 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 Joe Biden and his school system are okay pushing transgenderism on your children, right? They can have books that I can't even read on air that are... uh, 
yeah, the perfectly fine. And if you question those, there's something wrong. But if you if you use the word boy, you're going to be censored, right? This is really, really, really absurd. And this is all about controlling thoughts, right? It's all about control. They're trying to get you to stay away from thinking of things in some ways and promote you thinking of things in others. They want to control the message and they want you to be afraid to say certain things, but encourage you to say others. This is about fear as a control mechanism and fear as a mechanism to limit our free speech rights, right? Now, I've got another article. This was actually ran on the Daily Mail. Headline. Now woke researchers want to ban the word female. Full list of 24 harmful terms biologists want axed. Right? Uh, This is from the EEB Language Project. That's Ecology and Evolutionary Biology Language Project. And this was founded by scientists in the United States and Canada. And they've published a list of 24 harmful and terrifying words that we need to eliminate. Now, folks, I'm going to be real honest with you. We really got to understand this. I was uncomfortable. There were certain things I couldn't read from the last segment because they were so perverse that I just felt like I couldn't read them on air. Uh, I this is actually worse, but I'm still going to share it because even though this is worse than than you know what they're exposing your children to, uh, I do definitely. We need to know these 24 terms because these are truly harmful, horrific terms. That that just they they might do the worst thing that you could ever do, which is offend somebody. So you should be afraid from now on of saying this. Harmful term, quote, alien, non-native, exotic, and invasive. It's a slash, right? There's there's all of those. Those are all harmful. That's all harmful. Why? Because these terms are apparently xenophobic, anti-immigrant, and militaristic. So if you, we're going to have to let Biden know because we got, he keeps shooting down alien spaceships over the lakes. And, uh, you know, he, he's got to quit talking about these alien spaceships because that is xenophobic. Maybe they're just immigrants and he's being anti-immigrant, right? And it's definitely militaristic because he's shooting them down. So Biden is definitely, uh, he's guilty on this. Uh, we should instead say, uh, non-indigenous or non-endemic species, introduced species, or nuisance species. I don't know. I think nuisance might be pretty offensive. I, I'm not sure I can get behind that one. Um, <laughs> here's a good one, folks. You should never say blind or double blind. The gold standard in surveys that we use to determine whether or not COVID is killing everybody or the vaccines are killing everybody and to determine that the vaccines are safe and effective is now uh, an IST. It's an IST. So these double-blind studies are now uh, disability-IST. I don't know. because It says it's a disability metaphor. You can't call it double-blind anymore. 
you can't you can't have a blind or double blind that that it's disability and and uh, what we should replace it. These are awareness studies. That's the, that's the word that they need. Uh, even though awareness has nothing to do, the word the word blind is is literally meant that you're unable to see in this term, but it's a, it's a disability metaphor, I guess. So we can't use that. Um, citizen science. Apparently, we can't do that because what if you're a non-citizen? Uh, <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! Please cover your ears for those of you that are sensitive. Please be ready. Ready? Gender. Did you know that gender is a is a harmful term? Because quote, gender, a social construct, is often conflated with sex. Replacement term, sex. Huh. Hmm. Not sure what to say about that. Oh my God, Th this is the worst one. I didn't even see. I guess I should have looked a little bit closer. I didn't see there. There's worse. I didn't know there could be worse than gender. But folks, get ready. Please, never ever say mother or father again. Mother or father need to be banned from the English language. Yes, mother and father. I'm assuming mom and dad as well. Why? Because, quote, these terms perpetuate non-universal, heteronormative, and cis-normative view of parenting and birthing process. I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. I, I don't even know. What, what is what is heteronormative and uh, cis-normative? What the hell? What is cis anyways? I, I keep hearing cis. What the hell is a cis? Isn't that something that, like, you get removed? It's a cyst. I, I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to look into cyst. What the hell is a cyst? Well, you know what? We're gonna right now. Let's look up cyst. What does cyst mean? Uh, I don't even know what cyst is. Okay. Hey, well, here we go. Here we go, folks. Cyst meaning gender and sexuality. Uh, this is uh, this is going to be important here, folks. Uh, cyst is a short for cisgender, which they should know better. You can't say gender. Uh-oh, you can't be cisgender. That's not that's not an acceptable word. Cisgender, which refers to a person's gender identity, corresponds to their sex assigned at birth. Oh. So that's a normal person. Cis, a cisgender is a normal person. As opposed to a transgender. It's the opposite of transgender. So if you're cisgendered, you're normal. Okay, so so we should know. So I'm guessing cis-normative uh, view of parenting means, and, and we have to, this is learning, right? Right? This is this is this is learning. We're all learning to get oh my gosh, my producer's educating me here. Um Okay, so this cisgender. Okay, so I need to help you out here, folks. This is the learning process. We're all learning together here. So cisgender uh, means that you know, if you're a dude, you got dude parts, and if you're a girl, you got girl parts. Uh, and and not from an adictomy or or weenie removal surgery. 
just you've got them where but it doesn't have anything to do with whether you like boys or girls so you can be cisgender and gay or cisgender and straight or cisgender and something else but if you're cisgender that just means that you you aren't a boy that thinks he's a girl okay so we we, we've we've, uh, fixed all this this is the learning never stops there right right uh it's you know we had the limbaugh institute for advanced conservative studies this is like the wren's preschool for trying to understand liberal insanity right I, i don't know it's something it's something i just don't even know what to say about this uh you should know that race is now a racist term did you know this race um oh uh race perpetuates the idea that human race is biological rather than a social construct when used to describe non-human subspecies so let's let's talk about that one for all you people that think you're african americans and all you people that want to take care of uh and be uh latino or whatever this is just a social construct so by the way apparently now and if you look at me you might think i'm white but according to these people i can now tell you i identify as black and that's okay you you, hey uh hey hey uh i want i would now like to apply as the first white black guy to be the head of the naacp can i get that job oh boy Jeez, these people are idiots folks these people are idiots i mean some of this other stuff by the way here's another one rape we shouldn't say the word rape we shouldn't have to say the word rape i'll give them that but uh rape quote equates rape uh, rape with reproductive strategy rather than a violent and traumatic act how is that not a violent traumatic act when you tell me someone's been raped, it seems horrible to me. What the hell are they talking about? I I don't understand how they can say that. It's insane. It's insane. Okay, so this is the point, folks. Right, this is the point. We have to censor what the what the left doesn't want us to say. But we, you know, they can say these sick, perverse things, and there's no problem everywhere we look and we are too afraid of being judged or ridiculed or anything else to do something about it i mean this stuff is this stuff is ridiculous it's silly it's silly sis the hell is sis i know we just went through this but that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard I just say normal you don't have a psychological disorder by the way it was only 2018, I believe, that the world, the world, uh, the psychological people, whatever the the diagnostic journal is for for psychologists, eliminated that as a mental disorder, and they did it because of political pressure. It wasn't because of uh, it was of any sort of real science. You know, if you had gender dysphoria, it was considered an issue because if you have gender dysphoria, you have two. There's there's only two things you can do: live with it. Or have a surgery and and treatments that are going to cause you endless problems. 
I mean, that's not safe or healthy. You have long lifelong health issues if you get the adedictomy surgery or the weaning removal surgery. There's no two ways about that. Okay, you can pretend it's all good, but you know, it's a problem. It's not a good it's not a good decision for your health. It's better if you don't have that. So this was classified as a as a disorder. Now we're promoting it to children. And it, listen, if you've got that going on and you do it and you're 45 years old, well, fine. It doesn't mean I hate you. You know, we love you. We support you, whatever. I, we, I don't support the decision, but I support you. We shouldn't be hateful towards people who, who have that problem. But, I mean, let's not promote it as a good thing. It's not. It's not. Look at the mental health crisis that you have in people who undergo this. The suicide rates, all these things. You know, you can call me whatever phobic you want to call me, but look at the numbers. I'm just looking at the science here, folks. Follow the science. Anthony Fauci, follow the science, right? Anthony Fauci would be proud. He's proud of me. I'm sure of it. I think he's been a fan of mine for a while anyways. Um, we we just, we, can, we have to end this. Now, let me give you another example, because I'm staying with this whole fear theme and, and censorship theme. I love Emerald Robinson. I get such a boot out of that woman. Uh, she's a firecracker. And if you talk to her, like off air, she's, you just, you can just, feel it. This woman is a firecracker, period. Well, uh, Rucker, J.D. Rucker from uh, Liberty Daily put out a little article, and he's also from here on the America Out Loud Network. Uh, you can check out his show. J.D. Rucker put out a little, a little blurb here, and uh, he's talking about uh, Emerald Robinson and this buffoon, John Legend. Okay? John Legend's out here uh, hawking vaccines because you know they can't get any anyone else to hock it anymore so they stick with the one group of people that you know you can count on to sell out celebrities now mind you the qualification to be a celebrity pretty much so comes down to do you look good I and mean, at this point you don't even have to be great at remembering lines uh, you know a lot of the actors are just absolutely terrible at life it's pretty much do you look the part so they have no qualifications. Mostly, they're generally uneducated and almost universally the stupidest people in the room. Yet we keep having them come out and talk about these social issues or societal issues or other things because since they're famous, they're clearly experts, right? Wrong. Well, idiot legend is out there promoting getting jabs and poisoning his children and killing them, uh, which I pray for his kids and for his family. And, uh, uh, you know, he's got this, this nonsense, uh, where he's talking about, uh, you know, promoting this in his family. Well, Emerald Robinson, uh, took the time to do a translation of what John Legend really meant to say. Here's this quote. I got a boot out of this quote. Hi there. I'm an entertainer with no medical training. Would you like to join me in shortening your life considerably? And why not force your kids to play Russian roulette with their health, too? Let's give the whole family the gift of myocarditis. Uh, end quote. Emerald, you're spectacular. We love you. That is that is wonderful. Um, 
Emerald will Emerald has been censored extensively. I mean, just everywhere. Even Newsmax censored her. She's talked a lot about it. Um, yeah, she's gone through a rough go of things, and uh, because she's censored, you're not supposed to say what Emerald says. That's not okay. Can you believe she said that? I can, and I'm proud of her for saying it. Thank you, Emerald, for having that kind of courage, and I hope that the rest of us will do the same. We need to speak out. We need to call to stupidity for what it is, and we need to stand up against it. We also need to stand up against germs, and if you're getting sick and you're getting that stuff in your sinuses, you need to get some Cofix. Love my Cofix. I love it because I don't like taking, you know, decongestants and sinus medicine or those sprays. I, I just don't, they, they, I don't know. It's like, it's worse after I take them for a few days. Um, Cofix I like. Gets rid of congestion, cleans everything out, kills the germs up there. And uh, that's that. Like I take it and I'm not putting any medicine in my body. I'm just kill, just washing my hands. Just like washing my hands, but you're washing your sinuses. Great product. You should get some. You use out loud code at checkout. You get a discount. Uh, keep it on hand. Make use of it. And uh, I use it myself. So thank you all very much. We will be back tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel.